since its launch in June of 2020, the Mars Perseverance rover successfully landed on the red planet. Now, this is a photo of it right before it landed as it's um, descending to its landing spot and being suspended by a spy crane system that kind of jetted it over. It decided if the spot that it was coming in on was going to be appropriate to land, and it made all of these decisions on its own because the whole process took seven minutes from entering orbit to landing, and there's a delay in communication of almost 12 minutes between Mars and Earth. There was nothing NASA could do once this process got started, if anything went wrong. Even this successful landing, and I don't have a picture of that, but it did successfully land in the coming days and weeks and years, we'll be learning more about the, uh, our nearest planet. Even that success did not come without some unexpected events. Uh, the, the day that it launched in 2020, there was an earthquake in California that affected the mission control. The mission control itself, on the launch day and on landing day, was a shadow of itself as COVID restrictions limited the number of people who could be there. Other times, Things really don't go to plan. Uh, an earlier probe, the Mars Climate uh, Orbiter, was launched in 1998 and it was lost in September of 1999. The investigation into what happened uh, determined that it was a mismatch in the measurement systems that uh, NASA and Lockheed Martin used. NASA used metric and Lockheed Martin used uh, English or Imperial systems. Caused the probe to either burn up in the atmosphere or possibly skip off of Mars, and it may be traveling around uh, the solar system uh, on its way to the sun or something like that. Sometimes, as we saw this past week, it's a natural disaster, or in last year, it's a health emergency. But when things don't go, don't go the way we plan in our lives and ministry. It's often easy to become discouraged. Uh, we might question ourselves or discernment. Or, are, we, are we hearing that right? Are we, are we, are we listening? Uh, what should we do? And we may even resist planning for the future. I know uh, when I was registered at Phoenix Seminary, uh, it was, I could almost set my clock to of the first Hebrew language quiz because I ended up getting a lot of students coming in telling me that they were very convinced that God was not calling them to pastoral ministry. I would often sit with them and encourage them and say, well, you know what, just wait and see what happens. Uh, see what happens on your next quiz. We can, we can look at it. By the time the next quiz came, uh, they were reconfirmed in the original ministry plans. On the other side, though, we might, uh, we might try too hard to control every aspect of our future and in the process effectively plan God out. In fact, uh, Proverbs has a couple points to this. In Proverbs 16, 9, it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And 
in 20, Proverbs 27, 1, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what that day may bring. As we uh, think about the passage that the Bible is nice enough to read for us to help me protect my voice a little bit, um, like us to go through this and, and, and hopefully derive some principles and some lessons from what we see here. Uh, one thing that I would like us to uh, let, let's start here in, for, in chapter 15, right before this passage, so the context. Chapter 15 of Acts, you can, you can remember, is, is the Jerusalem Council. This is a highlight, an early highlight for Paul. His ministry by the assembled apostles. The the gospel would go to the nations, it was affirmed, and he left that probably on a high of of the confirmation of his ministry. Well, it didn't take long enough for that to change. Uh, He then fell into a disagreement with Barnabas over uh, John Mark coming along with him. And John Mark was a relative and it makes a lot of sense that Barnabas would want him to come. And and Mark showed over the course of his life that he was willing to learn and mature, and he actually became very useful to Paul at the end end of Paul's life. But before that, this disagreement between Paul and Barnabas could have really felt like a valley in Jesus. His life, and he may have even been questioning what was going on. Although, if they hadn't separated, uh, Paul, Silas, and Timothy would not have taken the break that they took to go into uh, what is now Turkey, the areas of Asia Minor. And as we begin then in, in chapter 16 and look at verses 6 uh, through 10, we see what is called the Macedonian. Paul is trying to go deeper and deeper into Asia, into this area of what is modern-day Turkey, and he keeps being stopped. And it says here uh, that it it says that he's being stopped by the Spirit Himself. And as they as they continue to walk through this area, hundreds of miles are passing, and he has a dream. And his vision is of a man from Macedonia standing and asking to come over and help them. Acting upon this, and I think it's interesting, you'll notice uh, up until this point in, in verse 6, it's they. In uh, verse 10, it is, and when Paul had seen the vision, but then it goes immediately, he. Pronouns are important, in, uh, especially in Acts, but throughout the and it gives us a clue as to Luke's participation. Luke was part of this trip. Luke is an eyewitness to what he's about to recount uh, here. And I think that you'll also see that uh, Luke likes to kind of stick it to Paul every now and then. He makes it point that Paul was um, annoyed with the slave girl. And I think uh, he's, he's kind of uh, getting what in on. 
so brilliant. They, they have this observation that they're going to go to Macedonia and help the Macedonians. Well, I'm not going to go back through and read every verse in this, but what I would like us to see as we skip through the sections uh, in 11 through uh, 15, we have the conversion of Lydia. And here we have a woman who is a God fearer. It doesn't seem as though uh, there is a. Uh, it doesn't seem like there is a synagogue in this area, a large Jewish community. And so the God fearers are actually meeting down by this body water and they're, they're having a prayer time. And Paul finds himself engaging with this woman and bringing her and her family to faith. Shortly thereafter, it's another woman, a slave girl, who is possessed uh, that they find themselves crossing paths with Luke. And this is where uh, Luke makes sure to say that Paul was annoyed. But more than that, in his annoyance, he acts in the power of the Spirit and casts out this demon and burns the ire of the uh, people that were financially profiting from her, her condition. It's easy to skip over these passages uh, because they take just a few lines in our text. But if you notice in verse 12, says that they remain in the city some days. And if you skip down uh, to, uh, to verse 18, it says that the slave girl was following and stirring them for many days. This is not a short period of time. They, they, they were in Asia. They weren't accomplishing their goals. They walked hundreds of miles to Troas, and then they sailed many miles to get to Macedonia to fulfill this vision of a Macedonian man saying, come help us. And the first thing that happens to them is they are introduced to two women. Uh, not that that's not good enough, but that, that, I, mean, I can imagine Paul's going, hey, what's going on here? What, 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 what were we called to do? It gets even worse. As a result of the anger of the community at the loss of this income source, they get thrown into prison. And not only do they get thrown into prison, but they get thrown into the deepest part of the prison and they're shackled. And the jailer has been warned that on the threat of his own life, he better keep an eye on And now to add insult to injury, there's an earthquake. And they're in this prison. There's an earthquake and everything goes dark. Imagine being in the darkest part of this prison and all of a sudden everything starts shaking and the lights turn out and there is nothing. But you recognize two things that happen. The doors are open and your shackles have fallen off. You know what? Those shackles are earthquake proof. Earthquakes don't normally awaken us. Something was going on there and it would have been easy for Paul in his homework to have said, Eureka, God is releasing us. We're going to run out of this prison and we're going to be free. But they didn't. And in fact, because they didn't, they saved the life, physical and spiritual, of the Philippian jailer and his family. 
and in doing so, they fulfill the vision of helping a pleading master. After many days, and after many things that did not go as as we seek to live our lives, as we seek to do our ministry, it is hard to read the signs. It is hard to feel confident at every moment. Not every good thing is an open door that we're going to run out of. Not every bad thing is a closed door. So thinking back to my seminary experience, I can't tell you how many called away from ministry because somebody's referencing them all the time. There's a little bump in their application process. To look for every negative as a sign that God doesn't want you to do something, or every positive as a sign that God does, will lead you down the path where you need to go. I'm going to suggest some applications based on this passage through uh, five and nine. By way of application, uh, I think I, I see these things coming when we talk through them. Uh, I did make uh, sure to liberate them, so there's five P's. This is for Brother Dave's benefit. We're going to, we're going to see that we are to Participate, perceive, perceive, and perceive first. We must pray. Prayer is like breathing to a believer. Every action, every plan, every step should be wrapped in prayer. We can see this with Paul and also with our Lord when he was in the garden. The Son prays to the Father about the coming of the evil. He prays that the cup of judgment will be taken from him. And he's asking that the Father, he's asking the Father, is there any other way to accomplish this? It's not only okay, but it's vital and merciful God about our pleas and questions or concerns that we have and open ourselves up. Way we can have an intimate relationship with the Father. But Jesus goes on. Not I will, but yours be done. Ultimately, it's not what we call, it is what God wants that is supreme. In fact, uh, a study of the prayers of Jesus is a very fruitful study if anyone would consider it as they're embarking on a chapter of Paul said, I need to download the plan into our brain. A character in the Matrix movies. That might be a good reference for some of the memes. Uh, it's a really cool classic. God has given us these gifted us all different. 
building times in our lives in ministry when things just are not going the way we think. We must recognize that we are still part of God's plan and persevering. Paul walked and sailed miles and miles over weeks and weeks and did not immediately find what he had expected. I think 2 Timothy 2 verses 3 through 7, the letter that Paul writes to Timothy, who lived this with him, what Paul is writing this at the end of their life, at the end of his life as well. Paul instructs Timothy using uh, in, in verses 3 through 7. Instructs Timothy using images of a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. Now, without fully unpacking that passage today, I think there are some principles that we can, a couple principles that we can glean. Each of these professions requires dedication, preparation, and practice. You cannot just go to a field and hope that a crop shows up. must hone your gifts, gifts that God gave you, and you must prepare and diligently plans. At the same time, there's a second principle. In each of these professions, none can fully control the outcome of their field. No battle is exactly as planned. Weather can impact crops foreseen way. We are called to plan, prepare, and we are called to trust God for the outcome, even when it isn't what we thought, or even what we hoped for. This last week, actually this whole last year, didn't go to any of our plans. Okay, because we can be confident that God will use it in His. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, who is in control and is the master of. Thank you for the opportunity to share with us. We humbly ask you.